joy seekers, joy givers, anyone looking for an infusion of joy, you've come to the right place. My name is Deb McGregor. I'm your host for today. And as you know, the holidays are coming up. And with the holidays, we often have a lot of different emotions, a lot of opportunity to really test our faith at times, and of course, be with people, sometimes in a great way and sometimes in challenging ways. We know we're going to get through it, of course, because we have Jesus. We are going to talk about this today and to walk us through this conversation about joy, the holidays and so much more is our special guest, Andy Simons. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Deb. Well, you know, when I reached out to you, of course, I was like sort of laughing, but not really laughing because you and I both know that the holidays can be a challenge for people. Absolutely. And it's it's such extremes of emotions, it seems you've got the really high happiness, excitement, and then you've got the, almost at times, the pit of despair because maybe you don't feel that happiness at the time. And especially for those who are alone, whether it be physically separated from family, um, emotionally or spiritually separated from family, sometimes you're in the same room as the family, but you're kind of disconnected, so to speak. And um, it, it can be a very, very difficult time. Yeah, it can be. And I guess my my heart for that is, as Christians, it's our job to spread, of course, joy. <laughs> that's why we're here. But um, but hope too. I mean, that's that's what sets us apart from everybody else. Is they have their religion, their thoughts, their philosophies. We have hope. That even if it's kind of dark right now, it's going to get better. And even if, like one time I had shared with a friend of mine, even if the rest of my life is total agony, when it's over, I've got heaven. Yeah, amen. And in the light of all of eternity, what's the next 30 years? That's not so bad. What's the next Christmas? What's the next Thanksgiving? It's okay. It's okay. We've got eternity. (laughs) Yeah, this too shall pass. Absolutely. So I want to talk, as we get into this this concept of hope, I just have to ask you, for you and your own personal experience, what have holidays been like for you? Like, how did we get even onto this topic that we knew we needed to talk about it? Well, and I guess that was part of the physical separation from family that I had for so long, um, which was just seemed like I was either on the road or or on the opposite coast of family or whatever, and being very alone. And for us, holidays were all about family time and together and, um, you know, grew up in a small town, northern Minnesota, where family was just almost right on top of you, you know, for good and for bad, you know, but mostly for the good in my case, because most of my family saved. And um, we had that great Christian fellowship that you just you don't realize how special it is till you don't have it. Mm. And um and there was family, you know, when I was living out east, there was family close by, but not the same, you know, and and you've got your church family and that's special, but again, it's not quite the same. But I had people who reached out to me and said, Hey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Come over to our place. Make sure that the single guy 1,500 miles away from home isn't alone 
at least on that holiday. Or even if you don't have the opportunity to invite them over, hey, what are your plans? What are you thinking about? How are you doing? Things like that. Just kind of checking in and, and making sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, for those who have gone through, you know, traumatic experiences or, or any type of a mourning or a loss, um, that separation can be just, it can feel overwhelming at times, quite frankly. I was thinking about people who may have experienced something and there is this tendency to just want to isolate and not be around people. And yet connection is actually what the soul needs, right? Absolutely. And I'm not saying not taking time for yourself. That's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about that intentional isolation and that alone. And, And there's something I like to talk about too. There's a distinction between alone and loneliness. I was just thinking the same thing, <laughs> but you beat we me to it. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk about that distinction. Well, I guess to me, I have been alone and okay, and I've been alone and lonely, um, but I've also been with a group of friends and, quite frankly, lonely. Um, just that lack of connection and sometimes... In, in my case, a lot of times it was almost an intentional disconnect on my part as kind of a protection me- mechanism. My shields go up. Mm-hmm. And uh, like I was sharing with a friend um, a few days ago, I said, you know, sometimes the shields go up and then the shields get bigger as the darts get bigger. And all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're behind a wall. Mm-hmm. And um, you do that as a kind of a self-protection mechanism to protect yourself from hurts whether they're whether, even if the person that you're sitting with isn't had nothing to do with any hurts it's just kind of that initial knee jerk reaction so to speak and it's like you said it's something that you do as a protection mechanism but it's the worst thing you can do as far as the complete and total isolation i mean we all need to get away for a while i mean that's that's not what we're talking about here we're not talking about taking some time for yourself, you alone with God. That's different. We're talking about the purposely avoiding even, quote, fun things because I don't know how to put it other than bluntly, feelings hurt. And sometimes even if they're good feelings, it's still a feeling and it's easier to shut it all off than it is to deal with coping with the issue at hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I and I think as the holidays come before us, people actually start thinking about it more and more, right? Yeah. People tend to reflect on times. They tend to go back uh, often into the past. Yeah. Now, that's something I was thinking about as we were preparing for today is I have this tendency every time we get to this time of year, if you will, to think about, oh, I remember that year, dot, dot, dot. Oh, I remember that year, dot, 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 right? Yep. And one of the things that really started emerging for me around this hope thing is uh, my husband and I used to go to his family's for these huge Christmas things. I mean, he's from a family of nine kids, right? Oh, yeah. So you can imagine. And then then you've got spouses, then you've got kids, then you've got grandkids. I mean, like it just, oh, we're talking- yeah. There's a lot of people there, right? And the house was not real large. And 
I would say that probably when we would go in there, maybe if 25% had a belief in Jesus, that would be a high number. Mm. And Steve and I would walk in, and it's like you could see them flock to Uncle Steve, you know, where you could you could just see it. And yep. Steve, of course, just has this light in his eyes. And I would like to believe, hopefully I have it too, but you could see them just want to be around us. And I thought, I remember thinking, what is this? Well, number one, we were not drinking alcohol. Yep. Okay, that was number one. Uh, number two, we always had probably fun games, right? Like we yes. would always bring these just yes. fun, normal games to play, right? They didn't, they weren't inappropriate. They weren't whatever. And we had a good time and we were with the kids, like yes. really with them. And I thought, ah, but it's bigger than that. We know the Lord. Mm-hmm. And what they're seeing is actually the light of Christ in us. Absolutely. I don't think I could have even named it at the time. But now looking back, I can see they were drawn to that light of Christ and the love, just that love that was being placed on them. And so as followers of the Lord, wherever we go, we don't even need to be talking about Jesus. I guarantee you, I probably didn't even say that word once other than during prayer Mm -hmm. before the meal. Yep. But they could see it in the action. Exactly. And so when we show up as that light of Christ, it matters. It, it sure does. And the action speaks so much louder than words ever could. Um, that's something I, I remember. I don't, I don't remember who it was, but I remember years ago somebody saying, people might not remember things you say to them, but they'll remember the way you made them feel. And when you make them feel loved and important and cherished, they don't care what, I mean, not that they don't care what you say, but, you know, we still have to watch our words, obviously. But <laughs> but if if you're giving them that joy, that love, that acceptance, and just loving on people, yeah, they will know that. Yeah. And I don't think there's anybody who doesn't love to be loved on. Right. Well, it's a basic thing, right? People want to be loved. They want to be accepted. Mm-hmm. They want to know that they matter, that they make a difference by being on this earth. And this is why I just feel like when I am very aware of the holidays, when I tend to see people that, like you said, who is that person that may not have anybody to go share a meal with? We, I don't know if you've ever been involved in the community meals, but that's oh, one thing. Yeah. We still love to do that. Yep. Not just because we enjoy, like we would deliver you know, meals to the home, but we would go back and eat with everyone. Yeah. Not yep. that we didn't enjoy just our little family, but we don't have any other family here. Mm-hmm. That became our family for the day. And yep, it was that extended phenomenal. Fellowship. It was just amazing. And to see people smiling and talking and meet people you never would have met before. I love that. Yes, Exactly. It's just so, it's so, so important. So on this hope piece, um, I really, what I love that you said is that our hope is in Jesus. Yes. And that is never going anywhere. No. He, he is the rock that we build our, yep. I feel like, you know, we need, we need, uh, Andy, one of those little buttons, you know, like the press when you go, that was easy. We need the rock. Yes. Yes. (laughs) It needs to be a rock. We need to go the rock. The rock. (laughs) The rock. Because that's the Lord. I love that. That's, that's Philip's uh, next thing is set us up with the (laughs) the rock. We're going to have him get that little button going for us. You had made an important reference in scripture before we went uh, live about um, faith and love and hope. I, can you bring this in here? I just thought that was oh. so was full of wisdom. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I actually plagiarized it from my pastor, but, <laughs> but <laughs> that's okay. But uh, I'm, as he would probably say, he plagiarized it from God. So um, it's in First Corinthians thirteen thirteen, where it talks about faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. 
You find hope nestled between faith and love. And it's that way for a reason. Because the hope we have is because of our faith. And because we have hope, we're going to show people love. Or at least we should be. I mean, that's the the fruit of our faith and hope is the love. Yes. And, you know, again, different scripture. I forget the reference, but that's how you know a tree is by its fruit. Yes. So, amen. I I just thought that was really cool that you know you find you find hope nestled between faith and love. I love this. We have so much more to talk about. We are visiting with Andy Simons. We are talking about joy and the holidays. We've just really honed in on hope, but there's a lot more to come because we're going to talk about sorrow. How does that lead to joy? And we're going to talk a lot more about love and more about the holidays when we get back. You're listening to Live Joy, Share Joy. Since 1894, Ameriprise Financial has worked for their clients' futures, helping millions of Americans retire on their terms. Work with Ameriprise Financial Advisors Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson, and together you'll develop a customized plan for your retirement. Discover the one-to-one relationship you deserve. Call Gina Ripkema, Shelley Loff, and Donna Gunderson. Office is located downtown Bemidji at 122 3rd Street Northwest or at 1202 1st Street East in Park Rapids. Investment advisory products and services are made available through Arise Financial Group, a division of Ameriprise Financial Services, Inc., a registered investment advisor. This is Deb McGregor of Live Joy, Share Joy. Can you imagine getting a text right to your phone that is all about joy? Every Friday, I send out a joy note. This is a message of encouragement, contemplation, insight, and more. If you want to receive a joy note right to your phone, text the word joy to 218 218- Two four eight six five five six. I look forward to sharing more joy with you on a weekly basis. Let's build a community of joy. Realtors Noemi, Harry, and Abby of Team Aylesworth with Real Living First Realty are here for all your real estate needs in Bemidji and the surrounding communities. Whether you are looking to purchase a home or looking to sell, call the award-winning customer service team to help. Please contact Noemi at 218-760-4689 or click the link for Team Aylesworth on the Business Impact Partner page at yourqfm.com. Team Aylesworth with Real Living First Realty, where you are their priority. Welcome back to Live Joy, Share Joy. This is Deb McGregor talking to our special guest, Andy Simons. We've been talking about joy and the holidays. Andy, I don't know about you, but I find that certain emotions can get really activated around the holidays. I mean, we know what we're talking about, right? We we talked about our warning sign. When we notice language coming out of our mouth that maybe we don't want there, right? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Warning. if, if, yes, if we had to have the little buzzer beeping us out, you know, yep, the uh, <laughs> yeah, that's that the warning sign that maybe we're a little off our off our game for yes, the moment, right? Yes, exactly, and that's that's usually one of my first indicators too. Is it goes from maybe a bad word once a month to a bad word once a sentence? And, yeah, <laughs> well, maybe not quite that bad, but you know, we know what we yep, need. I yep. know my husband's first thing is always, oh, "Okay, what's going on?" <laughs> yeah, when, when I've dropped a couple of bombs, it's like, "Okay, what's going on?" Because it's not my norm. It's just not no. how I normally talk. No. It's definitely there's something. I was thinking about this emotion piece, and you know, one thing is sometimes you've got people visiting from out of town. You maybe haven't seen them for a year. Mm-hmm. Right now, sometimes it's two years for people, right? Oh, absolutely. And I don't know if you've ever noticed that it seems like we boy fall into those 
uh, let's shall we say them rolls or what we yes <laughs> right within what twenty four hours it's, yeah. it's all back yep maybe even one hour yep sometimes I was just gonna say sometimes almost immediately it's just boom yeah What's little brother about? big brother I just get thing so is curious just, about that it's like really that's even uh, my my uh, sister in law mentioned that last time we went to br- visit my brother and when Julie and I were there um, about how she's like. You know, you and Dwayne use the the same exact voice when you mock somebody. Well, I don't know what I'm talking about. And immediately, Ju- Julie, well, the other thing, he married Julie, I married Julia. Oh, my gosh. So, but anyway, that's a whole other story. But, yeah, it's and they immediately Julia just started laughing because she knew exactly what she meant when she said that. So. Well... And I get curious about, so is this sort of, this is kind of how we're wired. Unless we're working on ourselves, there may be behaviors that can really get under people's skins. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that sometimes it just is who we are. And I, I talk a lot about resiliency. And when we have high resiliency, we can be with that a lot more mm-hmm. than when we're under immense amounts of stress. Yes. Okay. So holidays and stress can go hand in hand, right? Absolutely. So you've got higher stress. People are just going to respond more. So what are some things that we can do to really help manage our stress in this holiday environment? Well, it sounds really silly, but some of the some of the most effective methods are also some of the simplest methods. It's kind of like when the professional athletes, when things are going sideways and not working, you go back to the basics. Um, things like taking a quick breath before you speak and you know, or count to three in your head if you have to before you respond to something. Um, I have a family member that we have learned over the years. We can spend about three days in the same house together and about two hours in the same room together. And after that, one of us needs to go do something else. And we get along great since we discovered that. And it's not that we don't love each other. It's that we're very similar personalities and we tend to grate on each other's nerves. And, um, it's funny because Julia started to recognize it as well, and she'll just tap me on the leg lovingly and say, hey, let's go for a walk, or hey, let's run to town and get a something. And it's kind of her little code word for, hey, Andy, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> well, and this is, I think this is great. I call these accountability partners. Yes. So I will often say to my husband, if if you notice that I'm starting to get, I call it the amp up, if you notice yeah. this happening, just either, hey, let's run and go grab this or let's go offer to go do something or, you know, whatever that looks like. And I'm so glad you have the little so many days or so many nights. We actually, my dad had this saying about after whatever days, it's kind of like fish starting to yes, smell. Do you, yes, you know that yes, saying yeah. I'm talking about? Yeah, visitors are like fish or something like yeah, that. After yeah. three days, they start to and stink. <laughs> it doesn't matter how much you care about someone. The bottom line is it just starts to be like you need your own space. You're used yep. to having your own space. Absolutely. So I think that was one thing I was thinking about even uh, to help reduce stress up front is that take just make a decision before. We're only going to stay this many days, or maybe we're going to stay at the hotel. Yeah, and we just come over for X amount of time per day because that immediately can help reduce yes. that stress, right? Yep. And I love that you brought up. It's not that we don't love each other; yep. it's that we have recognized, you know, this is what this looks like. Yep. 
I have also found making sure that I start my day in prayer. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I could, yeah. Some days I barely make it through with God's help, so to speak, let alone if I try to do it under my own strength, that that would absolutely not work. Yeah. Um, It's kind of like one of my friends had posted online a couple months back of the footprints, you know, oh, you know, here's where we, we were walking together. And then there's one set of footprints in the sand where I was carrying you. Oh, but Jesus, what's with the drag marks here? Well, that's where I drug you kicking and screaming because you wouldn't listen. It's so true. Well, and I find for me, too, is it's also that nice, quiet time just for me to be with the Lord. And just I, I have also found that if I invite him and just say, how can you use me today, Father? Mm-hmm. You know, let me walk today for you and let you know the way that you are in me today and working because then it almost shifts the way that I show up, even at family gatherings. It, I feel like because I'm sort of representing him in a way, right? Absolutely. Yep. You put on that ambassador's ribbon, so to speak, and you don't dare misbehave because you know who you're representing. It's, yeah, there's something for me. I don't know. That has definitely helped. And by no means am I perfect. Trust me. I mean, <laughs> my brother and sister would be lined up to tell you, I'm sure, all the stories about <laughs> the times Deb has lost her cool yeah. about something. <laughs> tune and, in next week. Yeah, tune Milton. in next week for the, the blooper <laughs> version of this. Uh, so I was also thinking about uh, this concept of rest. Because that's another thing that I think happens during the holidays. We don't tend to, we think we're going to get all this rest during the holidays. Mm -hmm. But what happens? happens. No, we stay up late talking. Maybe we're baking cookies or something, or who knows? Or driving through the night to make sure you get someplace or whatever, or halfway through the night. Um, It's funny because I almost mentioned that first. But then I thought, nope, I'm going to mention the other thing. I won't forget the rest thing, but the other business I might. So, <laughs> Yeah, well, and I think this is, again, it's important. And we actually started a little thing. We said, if anybody needs to take a nap, you have full permission to take a nap. Yep. So we have kind of started. I mean, our kids are older now, right? When they were mm-hmm. little, that was not happening. Yeah. <laughs> but now it's like, you know what? I'm just going to go lay down for a couple hours. And mm-hmm. everybody's fine with it because we just recognize we all have different needs in this. Yeah. And that has really worked immensely in our family. And and I think that actually helped me as well. Um, when I when I be, first became sick, um, I didn't have a choice but to take a nap a couple times through the day just to physically make it through the day. And sometimes, whether I slept or not, just laying in the quiet to kind of get my pain under control. But I found, like you said, all of a sudden, a lot of the other stuff magically became so much easier to deal with. And and again, kind of equating it back to the pain thing, um, one of my pain doctors was talking about managing the, the things you can because it's almost like a glass of water. If you start out with your glass of water almost to the top, it doesn't take much to overflow that and make it unmanageable. But if you start out with half a glass of water, you can put up with quite a bit. Yeah. It's so tr- Oh, my gosh. It's so true. We need to talk about sorrow may come at night. But joy comes in the morning. Yes. Um, Psalm 30, verses 1 through 5. I'm going to read them all because I think, I mean, we all kind of go to that that little spot because it it sounds kind of the, that's the fun part. You know, sorrow may last for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. Okay, well, that's good. But it also starts out, oops, sorry about that. Reading it off my phone, I almost flipped to the page. Um, Psalm 1, uh, 30 verse 1 says, I will exalt you, Lord, 
For you lifted me out of the depths and did not let my enemies gloat over me. Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. You brought me up from the realms of the dead. You spared me from going down to the pit. Sing the praises of the Lord, you his faithful people. Praise his holy name. For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. And that's the NIV version. Yeah. It's like no matter what we go to bed with at night, God, number one, God's got our back, right? Yep. But I, you know what? Something just came to me while you were reading that about the ministering God does to us while we sleep. I've yes. never thought about it that way before, but all of a sudden you read that. I'm like, yeah, it's the way he ministers to us. Absolutely. And even the way he created our bodies. I I forget the exact number, but something like 80 or 90% of your healing processes happen while you're sleeping. And that's why rest is so important when you're not feeling well. And... um that is on, on a spiritual level, too. Um, and, and again, one of the things that I ran into with my illness was I, I'm an avid reader, but since I've been sick, I can only read about 20 minutes at a time and my eyes start fading. Uh, or I should say my vision starts fading. My eyes still stay there. But anyway, <laughs> we know um, what you meant. But um, I started listening to scripture on my phone. Got a nice little app that reads it to me, and every once in a while you go, "Oh, so that's how you pronounce that guy's name." But you know, anyway, that's what I like about those apps. Yes, by the way. exactly. That's kind of a nice little cheat sheet for the Sunday school teachers. <laughs> but um, sure. anyway, but yeah, it's interesting because just that, like I say, even what even if I couldn't sleep, just laying there listening to scripture for a half hour. And just getting my my heart and my mind in the right spot physically helped me and, of course, helped with the stress levels, helps with all of that because God's the one who created me. He's, you know, if you've got a problem with a piece of equipment, you go to the manufacturer. They know how to fix it if nobody else does. Yeah. So. Yeah. I love this. We have covered a lot. We have covered this reminder that... We need to make sure that we're providing hope because our hope is in Jesus Christ. We can reach out to people who may be alone for the holidays and provide more hope to them. And that sorrow may be there, but joy is coming in the morning. Yes. And we know that it's coming there. Andy, you are amazing. Thank you so much for coming in today. Thanks for having me, Deb. This is great. And by the way, happy holidays. Yes. Merry Christmas. Saint Merry Christmas. <laughs> I was just going to say that. Well, there's One of my little pet peeves, but I, I know, won't get I know, it. I know, I know. We are talking joy in the holidays, though. Yes, but, yes. yes. Merry Christmas. Happy Thanksgiving. All of the above, right? And yes. all of the things that come in between. Because there's not yeah, just, I was right? just going to say, and, and the Tuesday afternoon, that kind of stinks one, one time or something like that. Yeah. Just... We wish you joy through all of that. Yes, we do. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. We want to thank Philip Elke for engineering our program today. We want to thank, again, Andy for joining us today. This has been amazing. I am so grateful. And thanks to all of you for choosing to listen. Please remember to go out, live joy, and share joy. This is 
Deb McGregor of Life Full of Joy. Thank you for tuning in to Live Joy, Share Joy. We currently have availability for corporate sponsors on the show. Do you want to be aligned with all things joy and reach our listening audience? We have several options available, including our joy boosters. Contact your QFM today for sponsorship details.